I'm Nina Samuels, and apparently you have nothing better to do with your time, so you are listening to the Holy Shoot podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast, a podcast all about the amazing world of professional wrestling. This week we are presenting an interview with Emily and Dan Reed from Pro Wrestling Eve. Emily and Dan co-founded Pro Wrestling Eve, the groundbreaking feminist punk rock wrestling promotion way back in 2006. It has continuously played a major part in the popularity and increased exposure of the female professional wrestling scene. And I conducted this interview back on the 15th of December, um, just after their Let's Get Shit-Faced and Scream Into the Void, a Christmas wrestling spectacular. And in the weeks that were running up to the third annual Wrestle Queendom event. Um, I conducted this interview actually for the Women Love Wrestling book. Women Love Wrestling is a book that has been written by a wide variety and diverse group of mainly women and some men from around the world. Um, we've all written this book together to help educate and just grow awareness of how much women enjoy the world of professional wrestling. It includes articles written by journalists, wrestlers, promoters, um, culture critics, fans, podcasters and some very clever academics with PhDs that come at it from a very different angle. Um, hopefully you like this interview. If you'd like to follow up and read the actual written version of this alongside another 300 odd pages of really good wrestling writing, you can find that more at womenlovewrestling.net. And also, you can just look for Women Love Wrestling on Amazon, anywhere in the world that you can get to an Amazon website, and you'd be able to buy the book both in paperback format and also as Kindle. And actually, depending on when you listen to this, the weekend that this interview is being published, it's actually on offer in the UK. We have a special price for the book, so you can look out for it there. If you want to get the digital version, there is a special price. Um, so this interview, as I said, was converted into an article. It touches on a lot of topics. We talked about what exactly is Pro Wrestling Eve and why does it matter. We also went into the training that happened at Eve Academy and how they're encouraging women to be more loud and physical. And also just how training for women is different compared to men, which is something a lot of people don't really consider. We also talk about the history of pro wrestling Eve over the last 10 years and the lead up to that, that recent Wrestle Queendom event. And that includes looking at how and why they've obtained mainstream media attention over the years. We also look at how they've helped wrestlers develop characters with movesets and promos that actually make sense for those particular characters and those women, which have often not been given a chance to develop their own persona when they've been wrestling for other companies. Um, we also talk about just how in general women's wrestling is ignored by a lot of pro wrestling sites and they also just tell some fun stories about over the last few years working with the likes of Nina Samuels, Charlie Morgan and Cara Noir. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Um, it's a good enjoyable interview and yeah check out the book Women Love Wrestling at womenlovewrestling.net. Um. 
What is Eve in your words? What is? Go on, that's you, because you are Eve. <laughs> we are a DIY punk company and that dictates so much of, of who we are and how we function. I hate the word company. I don't know. I, I Sounds don't even... far too fucking... Yeah. Like, I fucking hate that. It, what it is. What you don't I, even normally say company. No, I don't. This is, this is sadly this what is you're going to have when, when it's, you, when it's when the day after the show, yeah. yeah. So um, we're DIY punk, and really, if you ever look into or know much about the Riot Girl movement, I think that really encompasses how we function and who we are. We are all about providing a platform for three-dimensional um, and diverse. Hey, four-dimensional. Four- Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> women performers <laughs> Sad. you're like do, 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 do the like intro the fifth, and like then the I fifth, said okay there's, you... there's the fifth dimension the two like fifth, fifth, five fifth, dimensional characters five dimensional characters it's just what we're up to and right sometimes now. a pug and a pug yeah five dimensions and a pug coming soon to ITV4 mm. uh, um, we <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn you fucked me <laughs> you, you do it <laughs> oh you carry on i can't talk i'm going on about five dimensions of the pug let me bring you back on track i guess why, <laughs> why, why it's and then so why does eve matter why why do you think it matters why are you putting so much time into it one women's match does not show off what women can do and that's how, where you end up with people saying, I don't like the women's style and women aren't being aren't very good wrestlers. It's like, well, that's because you haven't actually seen women wrestle. And on top of that, a lot of the women will struggle to get to that level because when can Where's they? Where's the opportunity? How, how can they learn Where's and the improve? Yeah. Uh, how can they become veteran level wrestlers if, if they're the, doing one five minute match a week? Yeah, I it's um or oh, and it's, it's there's and there's more deeper aspects of that as well because it's like the there's still there is so much like the, this will regularly happen. It's just like when on online someone will. So, you know, just because I don't like women's wrestling, that doesn't mean um, I'm sexist. Like, if the only reason that you, if you don't like women's wrestling, if you don't like anything wrestling to do with women. Um, purely because, purely because they're women. Purely because they're women. Sexist. And that is sexist. That's- and, and if you was to say, I haven't, but if you was to say, I haven't found or I haven't watched any women's wrestling um that i've liked that's not the same thing because that's saying i you know i watch it but i haven't found anyone that i you know i i I like but but you're going to be watching fundamentally like so little in comparison to guys and so many if especially if you go to live shows there are so many uh promoters that don't treat the 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 women with the same um respect oh hello yeah, I, I don't know. I went. Okay, cool. I think you accidentally hit the mute button. I might have hit the mute button. Did, were you able to hear me just a moment? Yeah, ago? I was playing around with my mute button just because I was moving, so I don't know if that was uh, what okay. happened. <laughs> okay, no, that's all right. That's all right. I won't panic. Um, so yeah, because like they won't want to spend the money on the women that they spend on the guys, and because the women, um, the uh, talent are more spread around the country because there's less of them. Um, you may have to spend more on, you know, a person's 
uh, travel. Maybe they'll need a hotel or do you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, than you would perhaps like to uh for these promoters and so they won't so maybe they'll just book two local trainee girls and the match won't be very good but because it's the only women's match on the show that is what a number of people will go away saying yeah women's wrestling isn't very good because they'll be comparing it to the rest of the card and they'll have some amazing male talent on the show um women you know the biggest one of the biggest things is like uh promoters and trainers don't hold uh, women to do same standard that they Sadly, hold them in some fans will be a lot of fans don't yeah and they don't realize that that's damaging yeah and and um and a lot a number of that is because some of those fans will, will fight you know enjoy talking to those those women and some and some of it will be because they find those women hot and it's them interacting with hot women you know that's not all of them but that's just how it is you know you'd so be ignorant to say that match. yeah they'll say that was a great match it's like it was the shits what are you on about and there's there is subjectivity but when stuff but there's no way that they would have watched that if it was two guys and said the same thing um you know and also sometimes you know if if you know, shit is clearly shit, you know, it's like, and they're like, you could say, oh, maybe they just really like bad wrestling, you know, you could just, you could, there's always just like an excuse, but it's, but a lot of the time it's just a case of they enjoy interacting with them on social media or they find a person attractive, but, um, but trainers also, a lot of trainers don't train the women uh, or don't give them the same respect because, you know, um, they'll be like, you know, that, that's not your job. Your job is to be, some of them will still have the idea that your job is to be there for the dads. You know, your job is there to look good. Some of them will be like, uh, maybe the training school's only got one woman. And so they'll say, Oh, you'll, you'll be the flyer. So you don't need to learn how to take a load of these and how to base for a load of these moves because you'll be the one doing it. Well, what happens when that person gets a booking outside against another woman? And they don't know how to take each other's moves because they've never been taught. They've only been taught that the guy's going to lift them like the satellite DDT. Oh my God. Like how many fucking intergender matches have you seen where, you know, the woman's doing a satellite DDT or a head scissors. And it's like, yeah, because the guy, the, the, the person that's, you know, taking the move is the one that's actually doing all the work. They're lifting, they're putting them into position, you know, like, and, but there's so many women that aren't taught how to, actually base and take that move because they're being taught at the training school well you'll never need to learn that because you're the smallest one here it's like well you're not training them to be a wrestler here for the rest of their careers your job is to train them so that they can go out and be a star around the world and make a career out of it so let's let's touch on training actually now you're talking about that so eve has its own training school and it's an all-female class which is rare in yeah, oh, females class. biological. This is, you know, women is so it's uh, for those who identify as women as well. Yeah, and that's pretty rare in terms of I'm I'm aware of Wow does it in the US. You know, the women of wrestling they have it all women's school. Um, you guys have got it. It's 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 kind of rare. Whereas most of the time, yeah, you are into gender training, which sort of is a bit of a so yeah. that's like the standard way. There's a lot of, with Eve Academy, I was actually going to say one of the other important things about Eve is showing strong women and showing diverse women, showing loud women who take up space. It's something, one, it, it is important for men to see that. Um, 
uh, and to start seeing women differently. But it's also incredibly important for women to see that it's not something we see in the media. It's not something we're almost shown we're allowed to be. We tend to be shown that we should be uh, timid and quiet and demure. Those are the kind of things that are just in general encouraged towards women. So a main focus when we started Eve Academy, a, a, a large focus of it is teaching women how to stand, how to be loud, how to make noise. In wrestling, when you're working, you you have to make noise. When you throw uh, clothes on, you should be making noise. When you're taking a move, you're often having to make a loud noise. No, it's women we will have when they start. A large majority of them um, can't make a loud noise. They can't. Their body, uh, like their brain, will stop them from making a noise. And that's as simple as just actually screaming, you know, showing pain or anger, it seems like. Yeah, uh, a lot of expressions are, if it's seen as maybe it would be an ugly expression or a non-sexy expression, it's a struggle to do. I mean, if you ever watch Joshy, you'll um, see that. Yeah, the, the women can... Are, are really good they make noise they do the facial expressions and you watch western they don't so much and it is if you if you look through society women being raped and sexually assaulted you'll have people say well why didn't they shout out and i think that's really something to look at they didn't shout out because a lot of women have been conditioned to not make noise to the point that even in that situation they cannot make noise and in meetings, they might not be taken seriously because they're not able to stand and hold themselves in a way that says they can take charge and that they should be listened to. It's a real sad thing through society and, and people don't notice that women have been conditioned to be like that from a very young age. So it does mean that's something that is important to focus on in training and it's actually made us extremely popular with people who don't actually want to be wrestlers they want to come and do keep fit and work on their confidence and mm. it's been amazing they the want difference. to learn to wrestle still like yeah, they learn that, to wrestle that, like as um as a hobby like you go to a dance class yeah but you don't want to be a professional dancer so we do have a lot of students who love it for that reason and that's something we're able to focus on the isn't like men who are more naturally rowdy or who do like play fighting and things it, it would it's it, you don't really need to focus on it with men when they have that come to them more naturally other things um one you're, you're also giving a safe environment there can be a lot of groping from men not accidental deliberate when they're training with women and they know when they come to an, an all women's class they're not going to have that issue and there are just certain things that women will have to focus on and that men wouldn't. One of the ones, uh, leapfrog <laughs> and certain jumps. Another thing that women have been conditioned to do that you wouldn't think of is we're conditioned to keep our legs together, which means a lot of moves. Uh, women can struggle to, uh, what's that, the up and over bit in the corner? Is there like a... What, the bandera? Mm. Uh, I know most of, people don't know it's called a bandera. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of women will struggle to do things if they need to have their legs wide for it, because we're so conditioned to keep our legs together. You actually have to work on how to hold 
your legs for that. And it's something where when you first start to do it as well, you do feel really vulnerable doing this movement that for 20 years you've been, you haven't done for 20 years, you've kept your legs together as much as you can and unless you're having sex and so now it's suddenly you're in a public place and people are going to be watching you and if you imagine you've got a load of guys around as well and suddenly you have to have your legs open oh my god oh that's terrifying <laughs> there's a lot of things with women that you would focus on that men wouldn't have to think about just like there are a lot of things that men would have to focus on that it's just not relevant to women it's not it's not stuff that women have needed to work on women are a lot better at when given the chance, having characters and, and depth, uh, I find the women are really creative and more naturally creative in that area. They are also seem to be more akin of, more naturals are found at working together and supporting each other and have that, yeah. that camaraderie from the beginning, whereas uh, men seem to naturally have more of a competitive side on wanting to be the one that's the best in there. And so, they might have to be encouraged in that area because with wrestling you have to work together. So it's it's strange, but I think it's really important to just uh, really have an area where you can feel safe and you can flourish and you can focus on the areas that you need to focus on. So I think it gives a, a, a better rounded training and, and in the areas we can focus in the areas that women typically Obviously, everyone's different, but it is areas that women typically struggle in more. Um, there's a couple of like physical things as well. Like when, uh, in terms of bumping, in order to bump safer, like women have to bump slightly different to the guys as yeah. well. And guys don't know about that. No. You know, um, there's even, Either, you know, you, you have to think about up. those front bumps as well because some of those, some of those if front you've got bumps a for some people, chest, yeah. And it is with with back bumps. Uh, if you have a uterus uh if you bump uh, a way that a lot of the men are taught to bump you actually build up a standard bump builds up scar tissue in the uterus which would mean that then the women will struggle if they want to have um children yeah that that they can really struggle with fertility in it and it'll take uh, a year or more to really get their uterus back to where oh, it, you can it do needs for, to you be. can do permanent damage as well or you can do permanent damage exactly so it's it is important on that one to look it's not that women can't take bumps it's just they need to land there's slightly different like on certain things guys if, if they you know want to not crush their nuts there's gonna be there's yeah. gonna be ways that they would well, because be the majority of the train the trainers in wrestling are um are men mm. you know um and they don't know about this also, certain moves are just knowing the fact that a little bit of we can come out with how a woman is built where it wouldn't happen with a guy. It's nice to have a woman be there and be like, a little bit, we might come out. Yeah. Wear a pad. It's just, and it's not embarrassing. It's just if someone jumps and lands on your bladder as a woman, a bit of we can come out. That's standard, standard stuff that can happen to a woman's body. It's not embarrassing. Doesn't mean you've got weak pelvic floor muscles. But it doesn't happen to guys. The um, but yeah. then guys could get like a semi in certain situations. Women don't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, we've we've seen that in a Did couple you, of matches. And the thing is, it happens. It's just a biological thing where suddenly you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Don't hear." laughs> um, That's the happened. uh, and the other thing is um, with regard specifically to Eve Academy is because Eve, the, the, 
Eve doesn't attract just rare fact majority of our audience aren't wrestling fans mm. and um a number of them are just Eve fans and what I mean is by that is because of the amount of um things that we've been able to you know just get out in mainstream media as opposed to wrestling media and uh and that means that a number of people the women that come to the Eve shows will then you know some then come on to you know some of whom may then come on to Eve Academy and so we have a number of women in Eve Academy who don't watch any other wrestling they're and not, they're not never wrestling, watched and they've any never other watched wrestling. wrestling and they have no interest in watching yeah I, uh, so what it, so when Greg so the two main trainers of Eve Academy are Greg Burridge and Rio O'Reilly and then Nina Samuels as well Nina she's, she's often Nina, Nina takes a lot of them as well and um and Cara Noir steps in as well. Um, but so that, but uh, what that means is, is when Greg struggled a little bit with this at first, which he found fascinating, because, you know, Greg has been teaching people for, I don't know, 15 years. Um, and and he teaches people every day. Or like his, his wrestling school is open every day. And so he has like, um, so he's, you know, Um, and so he, uh, um, what he found, you know, surprising, difficult, and a bit of a challenge straight away is he'd be like, so, you know, when Roman Reigns does this, mm-hmm. or, you know, when, you know, and he'd say a wrestler's name, and it, or John Cena, he goes, you know, when John Cena does this, and a few of them in the class will go, yep, and a load of them in the class will be like, who's John Cena? You know, like, so he yeah. can't can't say like you know that so he has to you know find a different way of of doing it and explain it because they haven't got a clue they only know what they see when they come to eve shows which is you know sorry and i think as you you know you guys have done really well getting i guess more mainstream press coverage i think i think was it stylist timeout evening standard it seems like there's always something going on in particular in the london like press and event scheduling or just general news coverage where i'd imagine that's really brought people in but yeah they wouldn't yeah, we had, like the telegraph were down there yesterday and um uh you know obviously like we did like bbc breakfast and um the the, the one show and all these other things how we reached out to people Uh, what we do with eve i believe very strongly and not just for providing a really like a good night out and a good show and doing storylines that can be completed in one night and enjoyable for one night but also long term but the impact it can have on women's lives with seeing these strong women seeing these loud women and seeing these diverse women it's something i believe so strongly in and that having a safe community to watch any event as well i just people should know that and should be interested and know that this form of entertainment is out there and know that uh, these type of events are out there and i want people to understand the love of wrestling which i got since since i was like six or seven i've loved wrestling and I always wanted to be able to invite people into our world and be like, like you've got movies and you've got theatre. There's also wrestling and it's wicked. So, so much of it, the the way I wanted to show people and show people what we are was just me deciding to just embrace that and do that. 
show people that we can see they can see these strong women and show people that they can see this really unique and and beautiful type of entertainment bring them into something new and I think it, what kind of added to that and added to how we reached out to mainstream media more, one, the media liked, uh, obviously liked the product we have, liked how different it was, liked, liked seeing these strong, fierce women that they weren't seeing elsewhere. Uh, the other one that, that helped you that is the, the wrestling press were not interested in covering us. So, and for the most part still aren't. And, and for the most part still aren't. So it, it, it was pretty early we were like but well personally i just thought well i'll focus on the general media yeah then. Uh, there's you know the fact of the matter is as well you know you have to analyze and just be honest like how many full-time and by full-time i mean let's say on average twice a month women's wrestling promotions are there in the western world like, yeah, it's pretty there's rare. One, there's one, and it's us. That's it. Why is that? Why is it that you know you've got all these indie com- other indie companies, and they uh, and they're able to run a number of shows throughout a year, but an all women's promotion. And this is like I say, this is not like it's just in the UK, or just in the US, in the entire Western world. Why can't why why are we the, the the company that runs more shows than anyone else and by a long way? And the simple fact of the matter is, is wrestling fans for the most part do not go to all women shows and do not you know and this is just a just how it is and that will probably piss some people off but you know we've kind of got the facts to back it up and they don't. We did realise that. So, um... The wrestling world did not want us. Yeah. But we were going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and, and that's and that's the factor is it's like it's, um, you know, wrestling fans. Most wrestling fans will not support an all women's product, and the, the the fact of the matter is, you know, that's the that's the reason why we're the only one who who runs as frequently uh, as as we do. And we uh, have a people who love Eve. And we, we, we get people that realize, because we don't, you know, just target wrestling fans. This doesn't mean that we're not for wrestling fans. It's not like, you know, um, Cheryl and Carol are coming to Eve on Saturday night because Mako Satamora is going to be there. They ain't got Mako is. They're just like, God damn, she's good. <laughs> you know, exactly. So it's just like, you know, we, we have these um these people because we believe in delivering a quality product and we believe in, you know, um, helping the talent on the scene grow and get better and being able to share a ring with, you know, a number of these people and being in a locker room with them and learn from them, you know, the, um, and, and that's, and that's the bottom line. So, um, any wrestling promotion that relies solely on wrestling fans, you know, um, will not be able to run frequently and, and, and do well from it. So I was going to, I want to go on a point from there. You talked about, you know, like the women that have come through the company and what you've done. So I, I had to look at, I was trying to remember like all the Eve champions that you've had. So for people that don't know, Eve has been around for like 10 years or so now. I think you're just coming up to that. And I had to have a look and think of some of the champions you've got. And you just talked about how you're the only ones running this all women's show. But, and so many of the women that have worked with you are now on the major companies, um, you know, 
I think Paige was your first champion. There's the yeah. alpha male Jazzy Albert, who's now on NXT UK. Nikki alpha Storm. Female. So the alpha female. So what did I say? Alpha male. God, that was that was Monty Brown, wasn't it? Yeah. God. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. He's, he's not worked for us. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's not worked for you. That, God, that would have been a weird show. Um, you had so Nikki Cross, who was then known as Nikki Storm, multiple time champion. Like you said, Nina Samuels, Kaylee Ray is just like recently like moved on to become the UK NXT champion and was at War Games. You got Piper slash Viper Niven. There were some big names that everyone now knows from NXT, NXT UK and AEW that sort of basically have come through yeah, the Eve doors. Yeah, I mean, you know, the um it was always based on the fact that we recognised talent. We recognised how hard that they were working and we also recognised that they weren't being really given opportunities to be able to do more than just be the girls match. And here's the other thing there is, again, just kind of goes like, goes back to like on the training side is there is a different, you know, imagine you're, you're an actor and you're going to acting class and they teach you in an acting class. They say, right, we're going to teach you how to be an extra. So, okay, that's cool. But I'd quite like to, learn everything about acting so that I can, you know, be the star and, you know, have a bigger career. And I'll go, okay, well, you know, we're not going to teach you that. We're going to teach you, yeah, we're going to teach you, you know, a couple of, we'll teach you some things, but we're not going to teach you that. Maybe we'll, we'll teach you the mistress role for the affair and the secretary. She'll, she'll have some lines. She's not a, well, you know, how to act in a, in a a song. We'll teach you to walk across a scene or to sit at a table. The um, you know, the well, that's the equivalent of you know what goes on at wrestling schools because um, if you're only putting women in a certain position on the show, how are they going to learn how to work a main event style match? How are they going to? And and there are differences, you know, in working uh, a match and a structure that's a second match on the card as opposed to working a match and structure that's the main event. So how how are they how is that you know how is anyone going to learn that? So through Eve, um, we gave them that platform. They have and the ability to learn every to learn role. That. So a lot of the women do go on to to do these things because they know how to be main eventers. Yeah, they, they, they've about, got that confidence. They've, they've got the ability to do that and the skill set. Now, does that mean that it goes right right from the start? Of course not, because nobody else is doing it. You know, like we have to fuck up on shows. We have to provide people with an opportunity to fuck up um, because if because nobody else is is really doing that. Rhea O'Reilly is a great example of she we just kept putting the microphone in her hand. Oh, yeah, she hated and, it. And she hated it. And she's cut some like very early some ones where she was almost shaking and yeah. so nervous. She had ones where Dan's ringside kind of feeding our lines oh, literally like was one promo where i'm holding the microphone to her and i'm feeding her the lines because she's you know she's she's that nervous and now we've got someone who's one of the best talkers uh, wrestlers out there full stop yeah full stop regardless you can just you could just hand her the microphone now and just say this has happened needs to sort this need to fill time for a few minutes and she, and she, you could just give it a microphone and off she'll go. And she'll have the audience. They'll but, be there. They'll be with her. They'll be listening. Um, but whereas, you know, and, you know, that's a rarity because what, the most thing is I'll, I'll, when I speak to, you know, talent, it'll be like, how many promos are you cut? And the majority of the time, the answer I get is none. 
And because, yeah, their job isn't to be a part of these long-term stories. Their job is to go out there and have the women's match. And so where is that opportunity to develop that character and find more and learn how to talk? Because there's an art to doing that. It's not as simple as going out. There are words to, there are words to not use. There are, you know, um, structures mm-hmm. to use in your sentences to get out there. You know, it's, it's, it's not as simple as just take a microphone and off you go. Um, is there's a lot and you're dealing with butterflies of the stomach for that first person that's talking you know for the first time they're talking or the tenth time or even a hundredth time you've got to keep going um i'm a big believer in having um people learn commentary because that is an art form and also helps you um as a wrestler um if you also learn how learn to do commentary um which again is going to sound weird and i won't go into all the time to explain all, all the ins and outs but um you know People need to uh, be given an opportunity to go out there and, and, and do these things because and fail. And, and fail, yeah, learn. you need to have an opportunity to fail. And people aren't uh, really getting that for the most part. So I just yeah. I just can't imagine Rhea like shaking and being scared, which she seems like such a badass and rounded performer. She's a badass. That's the she, thing. She is as a person, like, and she always has been yeah. as a person. But going up. And, and talking he wouldn't yeah he wouldn't you know you wouldn't suddenly give uh, um uh, a junior doctor the off you know um just to say right you're going to perform this surgery what i'm not going to learn it well no one else is giving you an opportunity to learn so we're just going to get you to do it and see how it goes you know and that's effectively how it is in wrestling they're not being given the opportunity in many places to do it so just randomly it's yeah. like this surgery's for you this surgery's on you what 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 nina samuels Although she was always confident speaking, her hands used to be shaking so badly yeah. to start with because and she'd again, never, never done know. it. And you'd never know. And they just, no one had done it. They they haven't had the ability to practice on smaller shows or just uh, a simple thing where they're talking. It's just you've kind of just thrown them out there and been like, a lot of what Dan does with Eve is, talking to the the women making sure they understand what they're doing and speaking to them and discussing with them about who they would like to be as a character yeah because that's and then another thing giving them that push through the right. door through the curtain to be like off you go yeah. boom you can do it we got you Nina Samuels has a special place in my heart because um I was at Heather Bandenberg's book signing at the gallery and Nina was helping out behind the bar so I sort of when I realized it was her I asked if she could just record a like intro for the podcast I'm a part of and it was amazing to watch her like just flick from being I'm helping out at the bar fully in character in hill mode insulting me and everyone listening to the show and just then they switch it back off again she's like so good she's another one where um we started calling her the, the superstar. Uh, Dan had that as saying a superstar, Nina Samuels, because it was just, as Nina Samuels, the character, she's a superstar. Well, she uh, is another one now that we can just kind of like hand the microphone to. Mm-hmm. And um, and all you need to say is, this is what it's about. And offshore, this is what it's about. This is what you're building to. Cool. And, um, you know, oh, enough, she'll go. Um you know, she's another one that's just like, like just before she went out and cut the promo last night, you know, um, you know, she pulled me to one side, did the promo to me. I added one bit. That's all I needed to add. One bit, one line. Uh, everything else was just, was, was her. And it was uh, all, all she had for me is, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. And, you know, I mean, she had a few questions as to guards to, you know, other bits and pieces, 
um because it's always uh it's a, I always work with them you know um and say I'm I'm, I'm big on uh, encouraging them you know to, to you know Roy Johnson was at the show last night and he was uh, I love Roy and he made a point of coming up to me because I said some things on uh on Twitter about him and saying how I want you know I'd really like more promoters to work with Roy rather than you know forcing him to be their version of him which is just basically doing that waste man challenge on shows because roy's not roy's got a ton of potential but he's not getting any opportunity on shows and i used to say the same thing about tom dawkins when he was doing car and wire at the start you know stop trying to make him what you think he is and work with him listen to who he says the character is and work with him get their ideas you know work work with them on programs and stories and understand what they have and it's the same with with um the the, the you know with any talent you know because ultimately you know they they need to learn a number of these you know who they are themselves and then you work with them on what the version of that specific character is when they perform um for your production the biggest thing uh, the most consistent thing because dan does the stories of booking because it is something he'll have me saying it's something he's incredibly skilled at it's ridiculous levels um, and this is not me as his wife. This is me. Shut up. No, I know you didn't. And the number of people who tell me within the industry who are well respected. But moving on from that, the thing I have heard uh, the wrestlers we're working with say the most consistently is he'll ask them for more information, like what's your what's your character, and they'll be like, I'm the good guy. I'm peppy. And the number really of times that they'd be like can I get back to you and have a think? Cause yeah, no one, that's the, they will say no one, no has one's asked ever asked me, asked me before. that before, but they're pleased and they're looking for the number of times. It's like, I'm going to have to have a think. They'll be told like, you shouldn't do this move. And you know, it's just like, well, if you don't know the character, how do you know what moves you should and shouldn't do? Because the, the moves are uh, a physical catchphrase of the character and, and everything's linked together. Like you'll say Ray, to them, why does your character cheat? Why, yeah, do, why are they doing does it? Does your character cheat because they want to, or does your character cheat because they have to? You know, there's differences um, in those things. You know, there are so many, and it's like, you know, if how what's your look? What's your gear like? Okay, so you're wearing ripped jeans and a ripped shirt. Wonderful. Why are you now doing all this technical wrestling? Why, you know, it, it makes no sense you know, um, for for you to come in, you know, wearing ripped jeans and a ripped shirt and some Doc Martin boots, and now you're doing a tribute to Johnny Saint. What are you telling the audience, you know, in, in doing that? It, it, it makes no sense. And that's just a basic way. Obviously, it goes in more, but it's just easier if I just use the most obvious and basic way of, of explaining. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, things, things like that. But, yeah, the most common thing when I ask that question, I do get back is nobody's ever asked me that before yeah and so they haven't really which is also again comes back to a lot of the training problems because that means they're not working with them on it now it is one of the hardest things to to, to find um when I first worked with Charlie Morgan um uh I was just at a show that she was at the um she was a she was an eve guest match because women weren't there was a lot of shows when we first started most shows didn't have a women's match on so we actually started buying time on other people's independent shows in exchange for the footage because we actually started doing an on-demand back in like 2011 it just wasn't 
um, it was done as a, like a paper match rather than a streaming service. And uh, so we would buy spots on other people's shows in exchange for the footage. We'd provide them with an Eve match. And um, there was one match on the, one of Ben Old's Southside shows. And I forget, I don't know who the, I can't remember who the original person was, but it was alpha female versus so-and-so. And that, that person was uh, last minute, wasn't able to do it. And so Ben said he, there was a girl that lived nearby uh, called um, Penelope, which was you know, uh, Yasmin Landers, the real name. Of course, she went on to become Charlie Morgan later on. And so this is the first time I met her. And, you know, you'll forgive me if you've heard this story before, but, you know, I spoke to her afterwards and after the match, she came up to me for feedback. And I just said, look, I really don't. This would have been about 2012, I think it was. I said, I really don't um, get Penelope. Like, what? what is Penelope? And she didn't really have an answer. And um, at the time, she always says she was kind of like a bit like, oh, uh, uh, you know, it was kind of put her on her back foot and she got a bit defensive. Um, what she said was because of the fact that no one's ever, you know, like she knew, it's like she subconsciously knew that this didn't make sense and she didn't like doing that character. Um, but it was just kind of like, not necessarily just been given to her, but it's just like, you. this is your name and now you're going to go out and wrestle. And it's just like, well, you, now you're just someone doing moves. It doesn't make sense. Um, and that's part of the reason why like Charlie Morgan then became, you know, so good is because she thought about, okay, who do I want to be? What represents elements of who I am in real life and that I can then, you know, turn into, you know, uh, this character. Um, and, and, and go from there. And, um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's always heartbreaking as well as very frustrating when you're, you're hearing that, you know, no one's working, no one's talking to them about these ideas. Cause again, their job is to be, you know, the, the women's match as opposed to anything else. Okay. Moving on to another topic. I just want, I wanted to, we touched on it a little bit. I just want to talk about the growth of the company as well. Um, did you start with, as Heather Bandenberg referred to them, the plastic bag male fans before you grew the female audience? And what has been the impact of things like Glow and the May Young Classic and the Horsewomen on just awareness of what you guys do? Never, ever heard anyone mention the Horsewomen before, ever, about guys to any impact on wrestling. May Young Classic, I've just... I remember having a couple of wrestlers where people mentioned WWE, that they'd seen them yeah, on that. WWE has made no change to, to people coming. No wrestling shows. product or show or promotion has had any impact on uh, anything to do with women's wrestling, at least on our side, ever. Like the only thing that has had an impact, and it had a massive impact, was Glow. And that did have a, a, a massive impact because. Uh, and I also must say, just with our with the male fans. I really fucked me off from people that think uh, that if you, you know no, wrestling. The, yeah, but also the male fans at the beginning, we didn't have anything. What, what's the plastic bag thing? I, I don't know if I know what it means. I remember Heaven, uh, when I talked to Heather Bandenberg, she talked about some of the independent shows she was doing at the start. Was It just all seemed to be these same weird men turning up to all. It wasn't just like women's shows, but all like I independent wrestling really shows. Had, I don't think we... We never had that because the no. thing is as well is we, we ran shows in Sudbury where in Ipswich, which are the towns we lived in. And, um, and so we were actually just getting families. You'd get a few like hardcore dedicated wrestling fans, but... Um, they're hardcore dedicated They're hardcore wrestling dedicated fans. wrestling fans, but they weren't, you know, a, a lot of the majority they're... of the audience at all. It was just... Um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think Heather's probably just judging it on what she used to see elsewhere because Heather was never at any of the early Eve shows. Oh, yeah, that's why I just wondered if Eve had the same thing as other... I don't think it was an Eve question. It was something that I know other companies had, and I wondered if you'd been through that or if you just never had that and you had this strong audience that was like you know, growing in terms of women. No, no, no. We didn't have that either. It, what it was... We had a family show. We had a family yeah. show. We know because when we were trying to run all women's shows we used to get people try to shut the shows down because they'd say that we were no different than porn. And so we would get, you know, people, just general public would just, they'd see the posters and they'd just complain to the council. And then the council would, you know. That's terrible. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's what would happen all the time. And um, the, uh, so that's, so uh, what we decided to do, um, this was back when we was doing, uh, uh all female shows but not under the eve brand so when we relaunched you know and we did it all as just us and it was on we developed the eve brand uh we made the decision that we were gonna have a big sticker on on the you know a big star on the side of the poster that red kids go free and um, because that was the our way of basically saying right this is not a porn show this is a wrestling show that just happens to have an all women cast and and that also encouraged people because this is uh when the recession has kicked in uh when austerity is brought was being brought in so money was you know you know difficult for a lot of people this is at the the start of food banks starting to you know uh, occur and so this made that we were a cheap night out for families so we were worth a risk and Again, because of our belief in you know having a a quality product, we still made a point uh, and 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 bringing that quality and teaching you know and training the women up. We still made a point of bringing talent from overseas, um, but it was a family audience. It was they didn't know who these people there. It was it might you could have called it all star wrestling women shows in terms of who the audience was, but the, it's just that the, the the product was more of a. Um, more of your, you know, your, your kind of wrestling product that the independent hardcore fans would, would like, but everyone got into it. Mums, um, daughters, sons, you know, grandparents, everyone got into it. Um, and we actually drew, like, um, there was one of the shows that we did in Sudbury. Um, it was the Wrestle Fever. It was the, our second I pay-per-view. And uh, it was a 300 sellout, like turning people away. And we didn't expect that attendance. You know, when we started, we were drawing like, you know, 100. We didn't expect like 300 people, but we, we built that up. And I just remember like we were literally like just trying to find other seats. I remember us going like the, the venue part where the wrestling one was up the stairs. I remember us going going down into the foyer and bringing up the couch that was in the waiting area. The foyer. <laughs> it was just crazy and it was just then it just became standing room only and um you know and that was in a you know it wasn't in a city it's in a a, a tiny town that no one knows unless you've gone through it um you know it's uh on your way to somewhere else you know uh and uh so that was what our our, our audience was and at the start and that was um that was actually really cool it's the reason why we, we love doing we, you know, we do love doing, you know, like the the eighteen plus shows where we have the attitude that we have, um, but we really enjoy doing those family shows where you get to see, um, you know, the difference that you're making to, you know, kids. You know, you're 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 seeing 
the looks on you know young lads faces because they're seeing you know women portrayed in the same way as they're seeing men but you're seeing the looks on young girls faces because they're seeing um they're seeing uh opportunities for them you know like mm-hmm. they're seeing representation of them because so many superheroes on tv tend to be all male you know and um so many heroes on tv t- you know tend to be male you know and now that's that's not all the case at all very similar physique yeah and um so you know stuff like that really really means a lot to us and especially like you'll often get like the parents then email us or instagram us afterwards mm. and tell us about how much of an impact we've had on their kids and how they've gone home and started dressing up and created their own wrestling character and you're just like jesus mermaid can... princess sparkle is my favorite <laughs> you know <laughs> like that girl's wicked she she made herself a little outfit there was a cake there was a there was character in there i'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like, like i love her <laughs> i'd like her to go to some wrestling schools and fucking help train teach the trainers on how to create some characters you know the um so yeah you know that's that's how it was when we started out that's cool and I mean, how does it work for you guys now? Because like I say, you, you run the shows, you've got, I look at it and I think, from outside, I think the main way this works is that streaming service and the interest around the world in, you know, finding the people that want women's wrestling and, you know, paying for the streaming service you have. Is that like such a big thing? Was it still more about those live shows for you? No, I mean, you know, the on-demand is extremely important to us. Um, because you know again that's another reason for bringing in although we were doing it again kind of like before but that's another reason for bringing in um you know some of these names you know is uh you know you are every wrestling show is a self-contained story but obviously also part of a longer story arc and that's where the underground comes in so no it's they're you know they're one and the same you know uh so they, they work together people around the world to be able to to follow and see and you know it's the, the US and outside the UK does have a horrible habit of tr- of kind of like ignoring what's going on in the UK. Mm. Um, now, because of like progress and, you know, perhaps to a lesser extent, Rev Pro, um, you know, like that's that's not quite the same. Um, but, at this, but it certainly is with regards to the, the women talent. I think at least from what I see on social media, when I just sort of, when you end up going down and finding the right groups of people, there there is a, still a very passionate audience of you guys like coming out of the US. Some of the women that I talk to on Twitter and Facebook, just from working on the book project, I can see there's clearly it's just, it's just finding that audience. But I agree when you go on the news sites, they're not talking about Eve unless no. it's like bell to bells. You know, so it's very rare to find it. Yeah, no, exactly. They don't. Um, that it's like they they act like the UK doesn't exist. And you know there'll be promotions who run, you know, I don't know, like four times a year, you know, six times a year, who'll get like a, a ton of coverage. Yeah. Who don't and, and who draw like thirty people in the audience? Some of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, and there, there we are doing what we're doing and using the talent even if we used um you know like we brought manami toyota over no one did anything uh we were the first people to bring mako satamora over um you know start bringing her over you know semi-regularly you know no one covered the um you know emmy emmy sakura has been coming over here for us since 2011 you know the um it's uh, and, and that's just kind of like how 
Uh, oh, Hikaru Shida was over for us back then as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sakasa Fujimoto, you know, like um, uh, Kong, um, you know, has been a... Uh, but there's, there's this um, a lot of just ignoring a lot of what's going on, you know, in, uh, you know, outside kind of like the US. Um, so... Uh, I think... Yeah, that's not to say that that, like everyone's like that because we do some of our some of our most dedicated fans are in the US and um uh but uh you know certainly amongst among wrestling media yeah I think the first time I think I sort of noticed I think you guys got the attention for Wrestle Queendom because it was such a landmark event and it wasn't the same level of coverage but I actually saw coverage was happening yeah and and, you know Mike Sempervivi uh was um uh, a, a big help in that. Um, a number of people actually at the um, Wrestling Observer website um, were were big helps in that uh, as well. There's uh, numerous. There are there are numerous journalists who um, who follow us and who send stuff into the bigger websites. It's just that they don't. Um, they 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 omit a lot of stuff to do with us. So like they'll they'll put something that you know some promotions doing, but they'll leave out um what we're doing you know so because again yeah i mean i remember when um the pro wrestling illustrated first started doing like the top 50 women and um i messaged them and i said uh you know did you want to look at any of the e-footage and they said we're not interested in wrestlers unless they compete in the u.s okay okay you're going to miss yeah. out on Eve. You're going to miss out on stardom. You're going to miss out on a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I think they like, they, you know, when, when a, when a wrestler would go over to Japan, sorry, over to the U S then they'd put them in there, you know, I, uh, if, if they weren't regular, but they weren't interested in anyone, their whole view was if, if they don't wrestle in America, they're not, you know, no one cares. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk Wrestle Queendom though. So, I mean, biggest show in 2018 was you know Europe's biggest. Was it the biggest ever all women's show? That was the plan in, then. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Europe's biggest ever all women's wrestling show. And so you put so many you put in so many legends for that one, including like Aya Kong, um, Wrestle Queendom two. You had Jordan Grace and some some of the, the top talent from Japan. You got Wrestle Queendom three happening in January. Um, I think you you announcing the card for this either soon, right? I think that's the plan to announce all the Start. matches. Well, we've announced Maki and Martina, and uh, we did a load of we shot a load of angles last night and announced a bunch of matches last night. I mean, like Jordan Grace was a regular for Eve in 2018. You know, so like she started coming over. She came out. She was coming over like um, like every other month. And I remember in March she was over twice for us as well. So, um, you know, Jordan was actually a regular part of the Eve roster in 2018. Um, you know, like she had an amazing match with Viper, and a really good match with Livy Grace, uh, Sierra Loxton. You know, like there was, you know, a really good time working with uh, Jordan in 2018. Um, uh, Mako, of course, again, Mako was a semi-regular for us as well. She did like six shows for us throughout, um, uh, 2017, um, then Arja leading into Queendom. Arja was the only person at Queendom, uh, uh, the first one that I think we hadn't worked with. Everyone mm. else was all regulars. Yeah. Like, um, cause I think actually Arja and Mako were the only imports on that. Well, no, Emmy as well. 
But Emmy, we Emmy, never count Emmy. Emmy. Emmy's never counted because <laughs> she's been a, a, a semi-regular for us since 2011. You know, like she's wrestled for us. You know, she's been on something like eight or nine, ten shows for us this year. Yeah. You know, like um, she's been over here a lot throughout the um, throughout this year, and, and the same was like last year. Um, I mean, it, she's it, been regular for us since we did the proper relaunch. Um, in 2016, when she came over for us with Minami Toyota, and then again she came over again like a couple months later with Mako. So- it is the funny thing, like what we did just now, we do so often because people will be like, and and Emmy Sakura's on the show. It's like, oh, oh oh yeah, but no, that's Emmy. I was gonna she, say yeah. she's not like a, a feature yeah. import. She's E. Yeah, she's part. You know, she's <laughs> been with us. She's been, been with us for eight years. Mm. Um, and you got Emmy. Some- You've got Emmy. some new names on this show as well, though, right? So North Phoenix Diana is a pretty interesting one for you guys to have. Yeah, we got like there's three, you know, people that we've got coming over for it, which is uh, Maki Ito, North Phoenix Diana, and Yuka Sakazaki. And um, it's uh, it's exciting, you know, to be able to work with some new talent there. And you know, again, I, I can also also honestly say nothing but the highest praise of dealing with. Um, the DDT Tokyo Joshi Pro um, people. They've been an absolute joy and a pleasure to work with. So easy. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm really excited to be able to, you know, um, enjoy with everyone else, you know, um, the matches that, you know, they perform in at Queendom. And when it comes to like putting together the Queendom show, how- What's influencing like who you bring in for these shows? Because it sounds like from what you're saying, it's more you know there's the hardcore fans that want to see these, I guess, the imports coming over. But then you know you've got your E fans that are going to be there because they know it's going to be a great show. The imports don't really sell a lot of tickets. I know people don't always struggle that, but they don't. And that's and that's not the reason why we bring them over. There'll be some people, and there'll be some people that hear me say that, and they go, "Well, I bought a ticket for that." It's like, yeah, but you're a very small number of people. It doesn't mean we don't appreciate, because of course we do. You know, we want you to buy the ticket and come and enjoy it. We, you know, part of the thing is is about us offering, you know, fans the opportunity to come mm-hmm. and see people that they wouldn't normally get to see as well. I also have a big uh, thing where it it might be that that person only really follows Joshi wrestling. And I love that they'll come to Eve for that wrestler that they're watching and excited to see. And then they'll see the other performers. And the number of times it'll be like, I, I came there to see this wrestler, but oh my God, these these Eve regulars, like, oh my God. That, that. Well, I think Wrestle Kingdom 2 is a prime example of that, yeah. where a num- there was, you know, a number of people that watched because of, um, you know, there you know, there'd have been a number of people that watched because of stardom, but the match the best match of the night at Wrestle Queen and Two was Laura Di Matteo and Jordan Grace. Yeah. You know, and by a long way as well. Um, no disrespect to anyone else on the show, but it, it really was. They just stole, just stole, stole the show. Stole the show and then some. And um, you know, and that's a show that had you know Kaylee and Viper in the main event knocking it out of the park, you know? Yeah. The um, that, that, that's not a knock on saying the other hey. matches were bad. It's yeah, just, it's just that Lauren, Lauren Jordan was that freaking good. You just sometimes I, I enjoyed all the undead brides. That was a moment as well. Daddy <laughs> so. Martino and Sue Young just yeah. damn near killed themselves. You know, um, the uh, you know it was um, a spectacle. I love introducing wrestling fans to wrestlers that they might not. Be but the thing as is that, aware of. but there's you know again like the the, the first Wrestle Queendom was a a, a moment. And then there was this idea, you know, that from wrestling fans that we started in and from wrestlers, 
we're, we're literally just getting okay you've done it now so you don't need to keep doing it like you don't need to keep going on about almost it. like eve should stop yeah it Someone was very much like, like, full, like you yeah, know stop now done now you don't need to do it and um it's the most bizarre reaction to a successful show yeah i've ever seen and you know it's uh even now with wrestle queen of three there'll be some people that are like um you know it feels like it's normal yeah because it's the, the the third one it doesn't mean that um you know how's how's a good example we'll put it this way um and and fair fair do to wwe on this wrestle queendom three is the day before takeover and it's six days before tapings wwe have a rule that no talent are allowed to work for work shows within the seven day of there being nxt shows however um Ginny, nina samuels and i hmm, one other person i don't know if it's public so I, can't <laughs> say. I won't say and and somebody else that hasn't been announced for a match um from wwe that were contracted to nxt wwe will be appearing at wrestle queendom now think about that and think about how much that therefore must mean to the talent they've put their neck on the line to say we want to do this this means a lot to us so i just think that you you know you 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 find some i just think that there's always going to be like a sector of, uh, of wrestling fans because they don't understand the difference of what it's like for the women in the wrestling scene um as you know as opposed to what all these other wrestling shows are doing and what all these other wrestling shows are like and it's no disrespect to those other other promotions they you know that's that's their business um but wrestle queendom is special uh for us and the fact that it's regular now you know being once a year is what makes it special because wwe did that one show evolution yeah yeah how was, how was evolution too yeah, where's that got to? Where's the May Young Classic got to? You know, like like at least May Young Classic has been they've done that twice. Where's Evolution? Where's the main one? Where's all these other? You know, a number of promotions have tried doing. We're going to do an all women's show, and then it maybe doesn't go quite to plan, or they're just like, right, we've done one now. Do you know what I mean? Where's where's your follow up? What are you doing? Where again? It comes down to the opportunities. And uh, it meant a lot to us. And again, we're extremely grateful to WWE for allowing, you know, and for making that understanding. And, and you know, uh, that how much doing this means, you know, uh, to to everyone, to us, you know. So Nina Samuels versus Ginny is happening at Wrestle Kingdom three. I'm extremely excited about that match. Um, and it's the first time they've ever told this story with the, these versions of the characters sorry you can hear our one of our dogs is just she's like a baby <laughs> just jumped up onto emily's uh lap so, i'm just, I'm just happy we've got through this conversation because normally when i'm doing an interview my cat comes into the room and either meows at me or gets in her tray in the corner and starts kicking things around everywhere so well, <laughs> i'm used to interruptions if your cat's not going to cause some issues then our dog will she she is a chatty girl so uh, if she howls, yeah, well, apologies. Apologies. Yeah. Um, I literally had it. Where I've just asked someone a question, and then my cat has gone meow. 
in the background because she likes to howl a bit as well. And it's like, uh, that's not the person. Get know that feeling. Get the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can Skype with each other. She loves yeah. cats. She does. She, she does love cats. She, her best friend when we go on walks is a crow. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She's a friendly girl. Yeah, she is. Uh, where was it? So, yeah, so like, um, you know, uh, because again, like the, the fact that we have become normal, the fact that an all women's promotion has become normal and regular is actually what makes Eve special because no one else is. So, yeah. Oh, well, to wrap this up, so what is next for Eve? Now that Rest of Queendom's like a normal thing, what's next on the radar? What's going on in 2020? What are the big... It's like a normal thing, but it's still like our WrestleMania. It's still big. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to it. And um, I'm really excited about the new venue, 229. Really excited about it. It's, it's a great venue. I love it. The um, I, I love that they're connected to a charity. Yeah. Wow, that really matches uh, us. It matches us. Um, the um, in 2020 we've obviously got 10 year anniversary. Um, so which is really special. Yeah. And I and I love as well that we started um around the nine year anniversary. The girls were starting to talk about the 10 year anniversary and how excited they were and it means so much to them. We've got the other dog starting. Yeah, the to other dog starting. I could just hear in the background. Yeah, she's je- she's jealous because the other dog is wanting fusses. I mean, maybe put Pon down so that the two of them don't. Yeah, because otherwise. She's wanting a Emily, put okay. the dog down. Oh, no. That's going to happen. Move your leg. Oh, there, see, oh this is gonna go well. Oh, there you go. Don't tell, don't um, tell off your sister. So, oh, hold on. This is. I'm not pushing them off. All right, all right. They want a cuddle. They want cuddles. They can get cuddles in a couple of minutes. Um, so yeah, so we've got 10 year anniversary next year. We've also got Eve 100 um, near the end of next year as well. Um. You know, so it's uh, 2020s uh, a really um, important year. It will probably be my last year. Um, specifically, just me. That doesn't mean Eve, but specifically just me. Um, the so yeah, 2020s a, a big important year uh, for us. So um, you know, it's uh. Yeah, I'm really excited about this year. It's a big, big year. So, and, and we got three major shows um, with Eve 100, uh, Wrestle Queen 3, and 10 year anniversary, plus She Won, which is just, if you've never done, everyone needs to do She Won. All wrestling fans need to do She Won. She Won is a full weekend, um, you know, it's a grueling tournament as well. Like those women pushed themselves. Like you want to, there's a reason why. Like, like you, you start off with twelve, three blocks of four at the start of the at the weekend, and then like you know, we had like three replacements this year like throughout the weekend. Year we almost need to announce the seconds. Like, <laughs> so were there. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As, Which is really difficult from a booking perspective. Um, just in case, yeah. you know, so um, it was 
you know she one is great so you know but the thing is, is i don't like talking as, as well like the other shows are lesser shows we never but no show is booked as though it's not important i think because of how we have roars that lead to pay-per-views and whatnot i think we have this habit that if it's not the big one then it's not a big important show um when that couldn't be further from the case you know, like last night, the tag team titles changed. It was on a, 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 a one of our regular Resgale shows, for example, where Kaylee won the Eve title from Nina Samuels. This wasn't, a, a, um, you know, like on the a pay-per-view equivalent. Do you know what I mean? So every, every show to us is a major show. Every show to us, the job is to go out there and give people the best show you physically can, not to just help you get from A to B. Or just have six or seven feature women wrestling matches in a row. Yeah, like that is that is not what Eve is about. And um, so yeah. And by the way, on one of those other questions that you asked, no, Eve does not stand for energy victory excellence. That was <laughs> that was us taking the piss out of everyone being like, oh, it's got to have a some sort of deep and whatnot. Oh, well, one time. Uh, we did everyone synced uh, women wise and we were everyone uh, everyone's uh, very emotional we had it that it was everyone's very emotional because we were all very emotional that was that was a hell of a show there, there was a beautiful moment where Rhea was talking through, about that yeah, show again last night actually. everyone realized it was the first day of their period and it was like oh this all makes so much more sense <laughs> and it, it was like this moment where everyone's like rattiness and over emotional moments just were suddenly like oh let's share our painkillers and chocolate <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think i think i got that from wikipedia that was in my notes here Eve stands for energy victory and excellence like i don't think it does but i've had that as a note to ask we, we were just like looking we for had we had it as, what it was is again it's just like this whole thing of at the time you know if you're in it wrestling has to be very serious and you know yeah, what is the and so we were like we're right well eve you know that's not where eve comes from so we we're just like what the hell could eve stand for so we were just like well energy. v could be victory <laughs> e could be excellence that first one we just gave up we just went energy that sounds as though like we've got some sort of deep meaning behind us I like feel, some sort of like vaguely japanese yeah like we were well, just, i was thinking like war you got like wrestle and romance i was thinking that you come for some silly name like that with it yeah like, that was kind of it's funny you say that right because it was kind of that i think that was one of my um uh kind of like yeah it kind of like it's, it's like this i probably i think i even used war as like one of the like ridiculous you know um likenesses of it all you know we, so um we like to have a lot of likeness as well especially when we're covering like a a lot of feminist issues one the shows are still amazing shows where we're not trying to just push our feminist agenda at people yeah, everyone's uh, always like oh eve's just too political i think we've done one thing political and that was this year and that was the um uh just with the general election has just gone past and even yep. then we didn't do a lot no, you know uh, but the a lot of what we do when you look at things is we are about fun yeah fun and a lot of things i do purely because they amuse me i think someone made a comment that they didn't like um she being shoved into names they felt it was a bit cheesy which was the fucking purpose purpose. so then i was like can i do an entire year of shows where she is jammed into everything yeah. we never got to do this time ace, ace you're Stop fucking it. the interview we never got to do 
uh, this time it's serious. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> it's serious. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I was so that yeah. was my favorite, and we never got to this time. This time it's serious, shows, isn't it? We did have some shows where they were actually serious, and therefore we couldn't put this time. It's, it's serious. serious, yeah. We're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of the time we're kind of like just amusing ourselves or like amusing other you know amusing the roster there's a lot of lot of that that goes on like babes with the power that was all because everyone loves labyrinth all the girls were like like last night after the show is the craft because even the weirdos missed it oh god i remember the girls popped when you suggested that name backstage um surely you can't be serious <laughs> yeah. uh, that that will probably happen at some point. The um... badass pictures from Mars is because I thought it sounded cool, and I loved how many people like that was literally. It. I was like, oh, that just sounds fun. That just sounds really cool um, and odd. And I love how many people that's their favorite show title was badass pictures from Mars. Yeah, because I wanted that, and I was like, from Mars, it should be from Mars. And I was just like, yeah, it's kind of like Bike and Mice from Mars. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So <laughs> you know the um. So yeah, there's uh, that's just all that. I never stood for energy victory. That's just us fucking around. I think there was a few of your questions that you put on here, and I was just like, what? Like I said, that's why I was glad you sent them because I was just like, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't, you know, like, <laughs> like it really, it really was, really was like that. We like to have a fun. Yeah, like it really Serious is like and fun, serious. <laughs> Hey you, if you like the podcast, then remember to like the Holy Shoe Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pod. Do it, 